When I teach equanimity, I always like to uh, refer to the Buddha because the Buddha was a, a role model uh, of equanimity. He was a model of equanimity. He, uh, he was the, the picture of equanimity. And really the picture of equanimity is the Buddha uh, that we see depicted in, in some of the statues on the night of his awakening uh, where uh, uh, you know, the Buddha was besieged by the armies of Mara just as we all are when we meditate and just as we all are as we go through our days, we're besieged by uh, the armies of, of Mara, which you now we can really think of Mara as the personification of uh, the unskillful qualities in the mind. So the Buddha was besieged by all the forms of aversion and desire and delusion, uh, you know, and Mara did everything he could to uh, knock the Buddha off his spot. Uh, but the Buddha kept his spot. He maintained his balance. He maintained steadiness. He maintained his equanimity. Uh, you know, in the in the lore, if you will, uh, you know, the, the stories it said that you know, Mara shot the Buddha with his arrows. You know, and uh, you know the arrows turned to flower petals and fell around the Buddha. You know, Mara tried as much as he could to knock the Buddha off his spot, but the Buddha kept his spot. Uh, and, uh, you know, and eventually, of course, Mara was quite exasperated and, uh, uh, you, know, you know, spoke to the Buddha and said, you know, who do you think you are, you know, uh, just sitting there, you know, and being so steady and uh, so balanced as I try to knock you off your spot. And, you know, the Buddha didn't say anything. Uh, off, uh, many of the statues depict uh, the Buddha just touching the earth. Uh, and it's often said what that means is uh, the Buddha was saying, this is my birthright. You know, these qualities that I'm exhibiting as you try to knock me off my spot are my birthright. So this quality of equanimity is my birthright. This is a quality that, as a human being, uh, that I have. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Buddha, again, was, is a model for us, or a role model. The Buddha was a human being. Uh, he wasn't a god. He was a human being uh, who, as a human being, uh, his birthright as a human being was to have these qualities, uh, which each of us has as a human being. These qualities are our birthright. So this quality of equanimity is a quality that we have, the qualities, all the other qualities that the Buddha spoke to that lead to awakening are qualities that we all have, qualities of calm, ease, wisdom, compassion, loving kindness, joy. You know, these qualities are your birthright. These are qualities that you have within you. Um, when the Buddha uh, first taught his son, Rahula, uh, meditation, you know, uh, first, he taught his son to be skillful. So many of us are familiar with uh, Majjhima 61, where the Buddha gives Rahula, when Rahula was seven years old, the instructions for practicing skillful action, to be skillful in his, in his deeds, in his speech, and his thinking. Uh, and, uh, and then when Rahula turned 18, he became a monk, and the Buddha gave him his first set of instructions for practice. And, one of the first instructions he gave to Rahula was said, he said, develop your meditation in tune with the earth. Have a mind like the earth. Uh, 
said, Rahula, develop the meditation in tune with earth, for when you're developing the meditation in tune with earth, agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. So this is what happens when we meditate, right? Agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions arise. Maybe it's a sound, maybe it's a sensation, maybe it's a thought, etc. That have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. Just as when people throw what is unclean or clean on the earth, feces, urine, saliva, pus, or blood, the earth is not horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by it. In the same way, when you are developing the meditation in tune with earth, agreeable and disagreeable sensory impressions that have arisen will not stay in charge of your mind. And of course, what the Buddha is telling Rahula is that you have these qualities, you have this capacity to have a mind like the earth, begin to incline to it, begin to incline to it, have a mind like the earth. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's interesting that, you know, he gives it this instruction to Rahula right from the beginning, because what he's, uh, what he is asserting is that you have these qualities of equanimity and calmness and stillness, you have this ability uh, not to be horrified, humiliated, or disgusted by disagreeable sense impressions, begin to incline to this capacity that you have. Begin to incline and align with your birthright. Develop your meditation in tune with the earth. So just like Rahula and just like the Buddha, who are human beings, we all have these qualities. We have the qualities of equanimity. We have the qualities of calmness, of ease, of pleasure internal pleasure. We have the qualities of wisdom and compassion and love and joy. These are all qualities that we have. Uh, we have to develop these qualities. We have to develop these qualities. So in our practice, our meditation in large part is about developing the qualities of concentration like equanimity. This is what the Buddha was doing when he was sitting there. He was working on developing his qualities. He was practicing anapanasate. Or as one of uh, my teachers used to say, anapanasati. How did, how did he used to say it? Uh, uh, so, you know, he was sitting there, and people say, why do, you, why do we practice breath meditation? If it was good enough for the Buddha, it's good enough for me. You know, that's my, 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 my answer. I want to be like the Buddha sitting there when he was assailed by Mara, you know? I want to do what he was, I want to do what he's doing, you know? You know, you can make up your own meditation, you know? Everybody's got, everybody's got their own dharma, right? Uh, the Buddhist dharma is good enough for me. He was sitting there doing mindfulness of breathing. You know, that's what, that's what I teach. That's what I try to practice, as close to the way that he practiced it, because I want to develop these qualities that I have within me. You know, that's why the Buddha was doing that, because he had those qualities, he wanted to develop them. So we have these qualities, we have to develop them, and then we have to use them. You know, we have to use them. We have to call on these qualities and use them. So we often speak about uh, what Ajahn Lee, uh, who really we practice breath meditation in the Ajahn Lee style, used to like to say. We, we establish the breath in the setting. We seek to maintain it, and we put it to good use. We put these qualities to good use. One of the things that I've seen in my own practice, of course, uh, and so much in, 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 in teaching over the last two decades of teaching, more than that, of teaching, uh, one of the things that I see is that, uh, you know, one of the blessings of being able to, 
to be around long enough and, get, and being old is that you get a chance to, to know people for a long time. Many people I've worked with for decades uh, in, in, in their meditation practice. Uh, uh, and, you know, you, you get to learn a lot about, uh, about how, uh, uh, how the practice develops for us. You know, one of the things that I've seen over the years, and again, I see this so much in myself, is that uh, people put a lot of effort into developing the path, into developing meditation, uh, into, into developing these qualities, but don't put the qualities to good use. So there's this gap between uh, developing the qualities like equanimity and calmness and insight and, and love and loving kindness and compassion and joy and actually putting those qualities to good use calling on those qualities. So, you know, I mean, there's a million kind of metaphors, you know, you could use one of my classic metaphors, which, you know, admittedly is a, is a more suburban metaphor, uh, but I grew up in the suburbs, so even though I haven't had a car in years, decades, uh, actually not having a car sort of coincides with when I started to become a meditation teacher. Uh, so you can read into that what you want, but, uh, uh, you know, it's sort of like I always say, you know, you have a brand new car, you know, it's in the it's in the garage, but you never drive it, you know? It's like, you know, you've put in all this effort to be able to, to get this car, and you know, and it's a beautiful brand new car, and it's in the driveway, and it's in the garage, but you never take it out of the garage. You know, you never drive the car. So, uh, you know, so we, we develop these qualities, but we don't use them. We don't put them to good use. Uh, and, you know, and there's a variety of reasons for that. Uh, you know, in large part, it comes down to we don't have conviction, right? We don't have conviction in our goodness. We don't have, or, or we need to develop conviction in our goodness. Uh, we don't have conviction in our equanimity. I can't do this. I can't do this. Uh, I can't be like the Buddha, you know, was with Mara. That's the Buddha, you know? I can't be like that. So we don't have conviction in our in our in our, uh, in, in, our in the qual in our goodness in, in our good qualities. We have these perceptions of ourselves that aren't aligned with the truth of our goodness. Uh, uh, we have these perceptions of ourselves that are useful. Uh, so I don't have equanimity, right? You know, some, some of us may be aware that we sort of have these perceptions. Uh, a lot of times these perceptions are so ingrained, you know, we're identified with them. I'm not somebody who has equanimity. I'm not a calm person. I'm not somebody who is able to maintain my spot when things get difficult. I get overwhelmed. I lose control. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So, you know, we have these perceptions of ourselves, and they're just, of course, perceptions. The one I hear probably more than any other uh, that I've heard many uh, more than any other over the years, uh, which is actually often expressed, is I don't have metta, I don't have loving kindness, I can't do loving kindness, you know, I can't do loving kindness, uh, I don't have these qualities, you know, I don't have compassion. So, you know, we tend to feed on these perceptions that we have about ourselves. We believe these ideas that we have about ourselves. You know, we're identified with our perceived weaknesses. 
You know, so our practice is to transcend our perceptions about ourselves. You know, our perception, our practice is to transcend the perceptions that we have about ourselves. And in part, you know, that means learning to understand that these are just perceptions. These are just ideas. And, you know, the thing about perceptions and the thing about ideas and the thing about thinking about ourselves is that we can change that. You know, you can change that. You can change that. Uh, you can have any perception about yourself that you want. You know, you can have the perception, I can't be like the Buddha, or you can have the perception, I can be like the Buddha. You know? Now, if those perceptions are true, they'll resonate in the heart and they'll connect you to your deeper truth. If they're not true, they cause agitation because they're dissonant and they don't align with the truth. So when you have a perception about yourself, such as I can't develop equanimity, that causes a lot of stress because it's, it's, it's not aligned with the truth about yourself. So you go into a state of contraction. When you have a thought about yourself like, I have equanimity and I'm going to incline to it, it brings you into a state of alignment and ease because it's in alignment with the truth. So our practice is to put to good use our goodness, our good qualities. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, we develop conviction in ourselves by inclining to our goodness. So beginning to have thoughts about ourselves that are in alignment with our goodness. You know, I have a capacity for equanimity and I'm going to call on that capacity now and maintain steadiness and have a mind like the earth in this situation that's difficult or disagreeable. Uh, and we incline to our goodness uh, and, and then we begin to start to see that we have this goodness, we have these good qualities, we have this capacity for equanimity and calmness and ease and pleasure and wisdom and love and compassion. So initially it sort of requires a little bit of a leap of faith, right? You know, that's sort of the leap of faith in the Dharma is, you know, well, the Buddha was a human being. Dubinin says, I have the same qualities that the Buddha had. Let me try. You know, so this is sort of a classic Dharma teacher injunction. Give it a try. Give it a try. You know, the classic, you know, Asian Dharma teacher injunction is, why don't you try it? You know, you know. You know, what have you got to lose, you know? Or the one I always like to use is, give it a try. If you don't like it, we'll refund your misery. You know? So, so try it, try it. You begin to start to see that you have this goodness, you have these qualities within you, and you start to develop conviction. So, so, so much an important part of this process is to incline to our good qualities like equanimity, like calmness, like loving kindness. And the way that you do that, there's only one way that you can do that. And this in many ways is kind of what's missing for a lot of us, particularly as we've been practicing for a while and we've developed these qualities. It, you know, this is sort of what gets us into the garage and pulls open the garage door and turns on the engine in the car is we have to incline to our good qualities like equanimity, like calmness, through conscious intention, through conscious intention, what we call fabrication. So 
you know, what that means is you have to say to yourself, you know, let me have equanimity in this moment. You know, let me connect to calmness in this moment. You could do that right now. You know, let me connect to this quality of calmness within me. One of the easiest ones to connect to, which I alluded to in the meditation, is let me connect to alertness. Let me be more alert. Let me connect to a quality of ease within. Let me connect to a quality of gratitude within. You know? I mean, all these qualities are within you, but the way that you begin to connect to them, the only way that you're going to ever be able to connect to them is that you apply some form of fabrication as a way of manifesting conscious intention. You know, so, so, so this is the thing, you know, these qualities don't just arise naturally, you know, so if I practice for the next 10 years, I'll begin to act with more equanimity. Yeah, that's true to up to a certain extent. But the thing of it is, is that you have perceptions about yourself that even if you've been meditating for 20 years, you know, prevent you from connecting to the, all of this equanimity that you've developed. You have to transcend the perceptions that you have about yourself by cultivating new perceptions and new fabrications. And that's the only way that you're able to connect to the goodness that's inside of yourself. You know, so you have to put an effort into calling on your goodness. Use fabrication. You know, let me have equanimity in this moment. Let me connect to calmness in this moment. Let me connect to the truth of loving kindness that's within me. You know, this is how you connect to your goodness. This is how you manifest your goodness and put your goodness to good use. And you know, it's not enough that the Buddha did it. You gotta do it. You know, it's not enough that I'm telling you to do it. It's not enough that you've practiced. You've got to, through conscious effort, fabricate an intention to align yourself with your good qualities. You know, you have to do that on an ongoing basis throughout the course of your day. It's really, you know, it's a very simple thing to do to say, let me connect to calmness right now. Let me, let me have equanimity right now in this moment. It's a very simple thing to do. Uh, doesn't require, you know, uh, you don't have to, you know, get an exercise mat and buy a new pair of cross trainers, you know. Uh, but it's the hardest thing to do because you're because you're going against your mental conditioning, which is the hardest thing to change. You know, and most people don't know how to do that. You know, I'm telling you how to do it. The Buddha is telling you how to do it. You have to do it. You know, you have to use conscious intention as you go throughout your course of your day to incline to your good qualities. I mean, you have tremendous goodness within you. You know, you've got a fleet of Mercedes, you know, in this big garage, you know, within this fathom long body that you have, you know, but it's a matter of you know, putting in the effort, and you know, a lot of people here have put in a lot of effort over time, but it's calling on those good qualities and inclining to them. They're there inside of you. You know, and you know, and of course the thought 
maybe I can almost see it. You know, this is the kind of thing that's a little bit easier to pick up on in person, but, uh, you know, so the thought may be, well, maybe the person next to me, you know, on the, you know, in the, in the square here, you know, uh, but not me, you know, not me. I don't have that. Well, try it. Try it. See if you have those qualities within yourself. You do. You do. You have to incline to them. That's the issue. The issue is we're not inclining to those qualities. So we have to put effort into calling on our goodness. We call on our equanimity. Let me have equanimity in this moment. You're starting to feel flustered. You're getting thrown. Let me have equanimity right now. Let me have a mind like the earth. You know, that's what the Buddha was telling Rahuba. You know, when things are difficult, have a mind like the earth. Develop your meditation. He knew Rahuba was going to have a hard time in meditation. You know, have a mind like the earth. When something disagreeable arises, you know, you know, your your internet breaks down, Rahula, have a mind like the earth. Yeah. Have a mind like the earth. Have calmness. Have loving kindness. So this is how we change. We change the habits of the mind. We change by changing the habits of the mind. As the Buddha said, all that we are begins with our thoughts. I always like to, you know, over the years I've often used, uh, you know, the Wizard of Oz as a good, you know, a lot of good uh, metaphors, you know, in the Wizard of Oz in that story, you know, and at the end, of course, you know, the wizard says to the, to the scarecrow, you know, it's like you, you, you've got brains. Remember, the scarecrow's lament was, I, if I only had a brain, you know, and the wizard said, no, you've got, you've got as much brains as anybody. You just don't, you just need a diploma, you know. You know, you just need to assert that you have these brains or somebody to help you assert that you have brains. And, you know, and with the lion, it was like, you know, you have courage. You just need a medal, you know. So you have to kind of, uh, during the course of the day, you do the same thing that the wizard said. You know, I have this goodness. You know, you remind yourself. You know, the diploma is a way of reminding yourself and acknowledging the truth within and the medal. And then with the, the tin man is... I think it was, you need it, you, you, you have as much heart as anybody. Your heart is as good as anybody. You just need a testimonial. Yeah, so, you know, we give ourselves these medals and testimonials and, and inner diplomas to remind ourselves of the goodness within. Yeah. Another way you could think about this is, you know, the scarecrow and the lion and the tin man were selling themselves short, you know? But it's, it's what we tend to do. We sell ourselves short. I don't have equanimity. I don't have metta. You know, so, you know, our message to you is don't sell yourself short. You know, you have goodness. You have these good qualities. You have equanimity. You have equanimity. You have inner strength. You have the capacity to have a mind like the earth. You know, to maintain your balance and steadiness in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of of difficulty, you have these qualities. You have these qualities. So, you know, we work on developing them more and more in meditation, but we have to incline to these qualities. We have to use these qualities. And what enables us to use them and manifest them and put them to good use is conscious intention, fabrication. We learn to incline to equanimity. We learn to incline to what's within us. 
to what we have within us, which is the same thing as the Buddha and Rahula and all those monks and nuns and lay people for thousands of years have had. We learn to incline to equanimity, to the calmness within, to the ease, to our inner grace, wisdom, compassion, metta, joy. You know, if we learn to you know, incline to our good qualities, to remind ourselves to be connected to our goodness and to these qualities that we have within, you know, then we'll know happiness in this life. We'll know a greater happiness than we could have even possibly imagined. <laughs>